Chapter Thirteen of the Book of Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Stories by Fanny Coat and James Baldwin. Chapter Thirteen: Wondering Jack, a Fairy Tale of Finland. Once there was a poor farmer who had three sons, Peter, Paul, and Jack. Now Peter was big, fat, red-faced, and slow. Paul was slender, awkward, and ill-natured. Jack was quick and bright, and so little that he might have hidden himself in one of Peter's big boots. The poor farmer had nothing in the world but a little hut that seemed ready to tumble down every time the wind blew. He worked hard, but it was all he could do to earn bread for his family. The boys grew very fast, and by and by they were old enough to work. Then their father said to them, Boys, I have taken care of you these many days, when you were too little to take care of yourselves. Now I am old, and you are strong. It is time for you to go out and earn your living. So early the next morning the three boys started out to seek their fortunes. "'Where shall we go?' asked Peter. "'Yes, where shall we go?' said Paul. "'Things have come to a pretty pass when one can't stay at home.' "'Well, I am going to the king's palace,' said Jack. "'And what will you do there?' said Paul. "'You are a fine fellow to be going to king's palaces.' "'I will tell you,' said Jack. The king's palace is a very grand place. It is built of white stones, and it has six glass windows on the front side of it. But a huge oak tree has grown up right against the glass windows. The leaves are so many and so big that they shut out all the sunlight, and the rooms of the palace are dark even in midday. Well, what of that? asked Peter. Yes, what of that? growled Paul. What have you to do with the oak? The king wants it cut down, said Jack. Well, then why don't his men cut it down, asked Paul. They can't, said Jack. The tree is so hard that it blunts the edge of every axe, and whenever one of its branches is cut off, two bigger ones spring out in place of it. The king has offered three bags of gold to anyone who will cut the tree down. How did you learn all this, asked Peter. Oh, a little bird told me, said Jack. You see, I can read, and you cannot. I am going to the king's palace to see if I can't earn those bags of gold. Not till I try it, cried Paul, for I am older than you. I should have the first trial, said Peter, for I am older than either of you. Come along, boys, let's all go down and take a look at the big oak. And so all three took the road that led to the king's palace. Peter and Paul went jogging along with their hands in their pockets. They did not look either to the right or to the left. But little Jack skipped this way and that, noticing everything by the roadside. He watched the bees buzzing among the flowers, the butterflies fluttering in the sunlight, and the birds building their nests in the trees. He asked questions about everything. What is this? Why is this? How is this? but his brothers only growled and answered, We don't know. By and by they came to a mountain and a great forest of pine trees. 
far up the side of the mountain they could hear the sound of an axe and the noise of falling branches i wonder who is chopping wood up there said jack do you know paul of course i don't know growled paul hold your tongue oh he is always wondering said peter you would think he'd never heard an axe before well wonder or no wonder said jack i mean to go up and see who is chopping wood go then said paul you will tire yourself out and be left behind but it will be a good lesson to you jack did not stop to listen to those words for he was already climbing up the mountain toward the place where the chopping was heard when he came to the top what do you think he saw he saw a bright steel axe working all alone and cutting down a big pine tree. No man was near it. "'Good morning, Mr. Axe,' he said. "'I think you must be tired chopping at that old tree all by yourself.' "'Ah, master,' said the axe, "'I have been waiting for you a long time.' "'Well, here I am,' said Jack, and he took the axe and put it into his pocket." Then he ran down the mountain and soon overtook his brothers. "'Well, Mr. Why and How,' said Paul, "'what did you find up there?' "'It was really an axe that we heard,' answered Jack. "'Of course it was,' said Peter. "'You might have saved yourself all the trouble by staying with us.' After the boys had passed through the woods, they came to a great rocky place between two mountains. The path was narrow and crooked, and steep cliffs tower above it on both sides. Soon they heard a dull sound, high up on top of the cliff. Thump, thump, thud. It went like someone striking iron against stone. I wonder why anyone is breaking stones up there, said Jack. Of course you wonder, growled Paul. You're always wondering. It is nothing but a woodpecker tapping on a hollow tree, said Peter. Come along and mind your own business. "'Business or no business,' said Jack. "'I mean to see what is going on up there.' With these words he began to climb up the side of the cliff. But Peter and Paul stood still and laughed at him and cried, "'Good-bye, Mr. Why and How.' And what do you think Jack found far up on the great rock? He found a bright steel pickaxe working all alone. It was so hard and sharp that when it struck a rock it went into it a foot or more. "'Good morning, Mr. Pickaxe,' he said. "'Are you not tired digging here all by yourself?' "'My master,' answered the pickaxe, "'I have been waiting for you for a long time.' "'Well, here I am,' said Jack, "'and he took the pickaxe and put it into his other pocket. "'Then he slid merrily down between the rocks "'to the place where Peter and Paul were resting themselves. "'Well, Mr. Why and How,' said Paul, "'what great wonder did you find up there?' It was really a pickaxe that we heard, answered Jack. About noon the boys came to a pleasant brook. The water was cool and clear, and it flowed in shady places among reeds and flowers. The boys were thirsty and they stopped to drink. Then they lay down on the grass to rest. I wonder where this brook comes from, said Jack. Of course you do, growled Paul. You're always trying to pry into things and find out where they come from. You are foolish. Foolish or not foolish, answered Jack. I am going to find out all about this brook. So while his brothers went to sleep in the shade, he ran up along its banks, looking at this thing and that, and wondering at them all. 
the stream became narrower and narrower until at last it was not broader than his hand and when he came to the very beginning of it what do you think he found he found a walnut shell out of which the water was spouting as from a fountain good morning mr spring said jack are you not tired staying here all alone in this little nook where nobody comes to see you ah my master answered the spring in the walnut shell i have been waiting a long time for you well here i am said jack and he took the walnut shell and put it into his cap his brothers were just waking up when he rejoined them well mr y and how said peter did you find where the brook comes from indeed i did answered jack it spouts up from a spring you are too clever for this world growled paul clever or not clever said jack i have seen what i wish to see and i have learned what i wish to learn at last the three boys came to the king's palace they saw the great oak that darkened the windows and on the gate-posts they saw a big poster printed in red and black letters see there jack said paul read that and tell us what it says yes i wonder what it says said jack laughing and this is what he read notice know all men by these presents if any one will cut down this oak tree and carry it away the king will give him three bags full of gold if any one will dig a well in the courtyard so as to supply the palace with water he may wed the king's daughter and the king will give him half of everything the king has said it and it shall be done better and better said peter there are three tasks instead of one and the prize is more than double but it will take someone smarter than you to win it said paul and he stroked his head gently it will take someone stronger than you answered peter and he rolled up his shirt-sleeves and swung his big arms around till their muscles stood out like whipcords the boys went into the courtyard there they saw another placard pasted over the door of the great hallway read that jack said paul read it and tell us what it says yes said jack i wonder what it says second notice know all men by these presents if any one shall try to cut down the oak and shall not succeed he shall have both his ears cut off if any one shall try to dig the well and shall not succeed he shall have his nose cut off the king in his goodness has so commanded and it shall be done worse and worse said peter but hand me an axe and i will show you what i can do the sharpest axe in the country was given him he felt its edge he swung it over his shoulder then he began to chop on the oak with all his might but as soon as a bough was cut off two bigger and stronger ones grew in its place i give up said peter it cannot be done and the king's guards seized him and led him away to prison. Tomorrow his ears shall come off, said the king. It was all because he was so awkward, said Paul. Now, see what a skillful man can do. He took the axe and walked carefully round the tree. He saw a root that was partly out of the ground and chopped it off. All at once two other roots took much bigger and stronger in its place. He chopped at these, but the axe was dulled, and with all his skill he could not cut them off. Enough, cried the king, and the guards hurried him also to jail. 
Then Little Jack came forward. "'What does that wee bit of a fellow want?' asked the king. "'Drive him away, and if he doesn't wish to go, cut off his ears at once.' But Jack was not one whit afraid. He bowed to the king and said, "'Please let me try. It will be time enough to cut off my ears when I have failed.' "'Well, yes, it will, I suppose,' said the king. "'So go to work quickly and be done with it.' Jack took the bright steel axe from his pocket. He set it up by the tree and said, "'Chop, Mr. Axe! Chop! You should have seen the chips fly!' The little axe chopped and cut and split this way and that, right and left, up and down. It moved so fast that nobody could keep track of it, and there was no time for new twigs to grow. In fifteen seconds the great oak tree was cut in pieces and piled up in the king's courtyard, ready for firewood in the winter. "'What do you think of that?' asked Jack, as he bowed again to the king. "'You have done wonders, my little man,' said the king. "'But the well must be dug, or I will take off your ears.' "'Kindly tell me where you would like to have the well,' said Jack, bowing again. A place in the courtyard was pointed out. The king sat in his great chair on the balcony above, and by him sat his beautiful daughter, the princess. They wanted to see the little fellow dig. Jack took the pickaxe from his other pocket. He set it down on the spot that had been pointed out. "'Now, Mr. Pickaxe, dig, dig!' he cried. "'You should have seen how the rocks flew. "'In fifteen minutes a well a hundred feet deep was dug. "'What do you think of that?' asked Jack. "'It is a fine well,' said the king, "'but it has no water in it.' Jack felt in his cap for his walnut shell. He took it out and dropped it softly to the bottom of the well. As he did so, he shouted, "'Now, Mr. Spring, spout, spout!' The water spouted out of the walnut shell in a great stream. It filled the well. It ran over into the king's garden. All the people shouted, and the princess clapped her hands. With his cap in his hands, Jack went and kneeled down before the king. Sire, he said, do you think that I have won the prize? Most certainly I do, answered the king, and he bade his servants bring the three bags of gold and pour the coins out at Jack's feet. But, father, said the princess, have you forgotten the other part of the prize? And she blushed very red. Oh, no, said the king, but you are both very young. When you are a few years older, we shall have a pretty wedding in the palace. Are you willing to wait, young man? I am willing to obey you in everything, answered Jack, but I wonder if I might not ask you for one other little favor. "'Say on, and be careful not to ask too much,' answered the king. "'May it please you, then,' said Jack, "'to pardon my two brothers.' The king nodded, and in a short time Peter and Paul were brought around into the courtyard. "'Well, brothers,' said Jack kindly, "'wonder if I was very foolish when I wanted to know all about things.' "'You have certainly been lucky,' said Paul, "'and I am glad of it. "'You have saved our ears,' said Peter." And we are all lucky. End of chapter 13